0: with freelancing teams what you can do is you grow your team according to your demand so if you want to scale up you have a solution that is completely fitted and elastic almost to fit all of the gaps within your organization you can access high quality of work skills expertise that are not limited to the geography of your business of your company
1: Welcome back to the Growth Podcast Series Inside Her CEO Journey. In this Growth Podcast Series, we share all the right tools so you can grow a sustainable and profitable business you love and enjoy. We started this series with Terry Maxwell, founder and CEO of Share on Purpose and ShiftGo, a growth platform for conscious entrepreneurs. Terry shares the pathway for conscious entrepreneurs to grow their businesses to seven figures. She uses a framework called Business Simples. It is not about the marketing system. It is about balancing the fulcrum between supply and demand and allowing yourself as founder to evolve. The second episode in the series is all about compensation structure, but not the traditional compensation structure. Kate Dixon, founder and CEO of Dixon Consulting, a certified B Corporation, share what you need to have in place to design pay structures that hold the lens of systemic anti-oppression. And last week in episode 166, Michelle Hirons joined us to discuss Scaling Your Business by Outsourcing Talents. She is the founder and CEO of Hiring, a certified B Corporation that supports businesses with outsourced US-based customer service and operation teams. You're listening to her CEO journey, the business finance podcast for mission-driven women entrepreneurs. I'm your host, Christina Shahli. If you are new here, a big warm welcome. If we are not connected on LinkedIn, please reach out and say hi, because that's where I hang out and share my business finance tips. If you have been listening to this podcast for a while and you are a regular listener, I want you to know I appreciate you. My podcast won't be around without your support. This is a free weekly show where my guests and I want to inspire you to balance between mission and profit, to create an impact in this world, and to achieve financial equality through your business for good. In this week's episode, episode 167, we are joined by Rita Rodriguez, Chief Operating Officer at Work for Impact, a certified B Corporation work for impact helped businesses grow to a global scale by hiring purposeful freelancers. Their platform provides all-in-one hiring solution for purpose-driven founders. She explained how to build an effective long-term relationship with a team of freelancers while scaling your business. Building your team through outsourcing or not requires you as the founder to be intentional and really understand your business finances so you have clarity on how your pricing and gross margin can support your team building. If you are wondering what is missing from your pricing, unit cost, and gross margin that allows you to grow a profitable and sustainable business, connect with us at theprofitreimagined.com.au forward slash Let's Chat, and our fractional CFO can help you. Now, let's find out Rita's CEO journey. Rita Rodriguez, welcome to her CEO journey. It is a pleasure to have you here today.
0: Thank you so much, Christina. It is a pr- pleasure to talk to you.
1: I am so excited to introduce work for impact to my audience but before we get into the gritty detail of Work for Impact, can you start by sharing
0: your journey becoming the COO of Work for Impact? I started my professional journey, let's put it like that, about 10 years ago. I started as a market researcher for a, a large company in Portugal where I was born and raised. In that company, I went from that entry-level position as a market researcher to project manager. And then in about five years' time during that journey, I was already managing the project manager's team. So I had about 10 project managers that I was leading. They were not located in the same place, so we were already doing some remote work by then. From that company, I got a new opportunity in another one, also in Portugal, but it was to an American company. So I spent half of the year in the US and half of the year in Portugal. I was the sales and business development director for that company. And I was, you know, besides the six months that I spent in the US on a yearly basis, I was also traveling the world, basically leaving off a suitcase for my entire time. Then the pandemic hit, as I'm sure it was true for lots of people We were confined to our homes and locked down, started to do some reflections like, okay, I'm always jumping from one place to the other. And what exactly am I doing? And where exactly is this taking me? And do I want to go to the place that this is taking me? And so I decided to quit my job in the middle of the pandemic. And I decided to use the last salaries that I got from it to go back to studying computer science, actually, and to become a developer. So that was the plan. So I did a few intensive courses to learn developing languages and how to set up websites and uh, web applications and so on, which I concluded and uh, started looking for uh, jobs in that area. That's how I got in touch with Work for Impact. I've always had a very keen sense that I wanted to do something to make the world a better place, which I'm sure that lots of people can identify with. Uh, I know that you certainly can. And I have always been involved in uh, volunteering work or uh, side gigs besides my work that always had this social and purposeful side to it. So what I wanted to do with my knowledge of developing and computer science was actually to work for -for not-for-profits or uh, any organizations that, you know, uh, any web applications that were making life easier for people around the world. That's how I found Work for Impact. Basically, they had all of these opportunities for people within that industry, even as a junior, to be able to work for amazing companies and amazing projects and whatever skills they had to good use for a purposeful mission that they could identify themselves with. And so I became a freelancer at Work for Impact, which is a platform for freelancers to find such jobs. And then as I connected with Jeff, who is the CEO and founder of Work for Impact, he found my curriculum, I'd say, quite
1: interesting. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Interesting. Exactly. How did you find out about Work for Impact? And then what was so intriguing about Work for Impact?
0: So I found out about Work for Impact through a friend who knew a friend who was managing the community at Work for Impact. So they were kind of publicizing the community of freelancers. Okay. This is really interesting. What do these people do? I also want to become a freelancer. And as I searched how they did it and the resources that they made available for freelancers to engage in that career and uh, kind of build their own career through it, I've uh, realized, okay, so this is, you know, exactly something that I would see myself doing, be able to be flexible and build my own schedule. Managing my own clients. I have, you know, the side of business who uh, would allow me to manage clients and to get clients for myself. What I really want to do is to put whatever skills people believe that I have into good use and uh, into helping companies and other organizations that have uh, the same values as I do and mission that I truly believe in to do some good in the world.
1: If you have to explain work for impact in one sentence, What would you say? What is Work for Impact?
0: I would say that Work for Impact is a non-in-one hiring solution for purposeful organizations to connect with purposeful freelancers.
1: What is your process in terms of sourcing for the freelancer and then match them
0: with the founders who are looking for outsourcing talent? First of all, there's the standard sign-up process, right? Even before they get in touch with any company. And that goes with providing lots of personal information, past job experiences, education, background, and so on. We also have a process that is usually called KYC, which is to verify people's identities, just to ensure that there's no bots or schemes or any sort of shady things happening. On that side to try to trick the clients that are on the platform there's also for the client to be safe while doing the the hiring we take care of the contract and we take care of the non-disclosure agreements between clients and freelancers that freelancers are obliged to sign for the values alignment and actually for the match there's different processes that go on so During that profile construction by the freelancer, they have a section where they share with us what are their personal goals, what is let's call it their personal mission, what are the impact goals that they are trying to achieve, which is different than any other sort of platform where you just focus on skills or expertise. We really want to hear about what it is, what is that good that they want to see in the world, what is that they want to achieve and do. In terms of matching with skills, we have. A manual process to verify the skills as well. So whenever you see a green check mark in a language profile in our platform, it means that our team has made a manual assessment of any specific skills uh, that it requested to be verified. So that's uh, you know how we build trust on on the end uh, of the client to that the profile in terms of expertise uh, being true to the reality of the expectations that they can set for, for the freelancer. In terms of matching exactly with the job or with the company that is searching for a freelancer, we have a recruitment team that firstly goes into our platform where we have many, many freelancers that will be suitable for a specific job, and they will invite them to submit a proposal to the client based on their profile, on their expertise, on their impact goals. And on the mission that they have set for themselves and their educational background, we do a matching through our recruitment specialists, and then they invite the freelancers to submit proposals to the job. Besides that, and um, this is, I think, one of the things that really differentiates us is our recruitment team goes also outside of our platform. So depending on the specific requirements of a job, because, you know, some jobs, there are already some so many freelancers applying to it that we also don't want to overload our clients. But for some more specific skills, we might go out of the platform and source that talent outside to ensure that the client receives qualified proposals for the job that they are going for. But then everything is centralized, so you don't even need to get out of the platform. That freelancer that we invite from outside of the platform will still submit the proposal to the client that will be visible on their on their dashboard. How do you narrow down the talent that is applying for a specific position? So usually we'll let our clients take the lead on that. Some clients, especially if they want to hire more than one person for a job, they will let us know that and uh, they will let us know how many applications they are looking to receive from freelancers for that job. And some other clients will tell us, look, I really have no time, I'm going to give Three specific pre-screening questions to you. Please help me. I just want to receive the top five candidates that you receive for this top for this job position. Please ensure this questionnaire is answered by them as part of the pre-screening process, and only after that, you know, just send me the short list of the candidates. I will take it from there, and uh, we we full support our clients through that.
1: What I'm curious about at what stage of business would be appropriate to use work for impact and then look for freelancer?
0: It depends. We've had companies that were looking into growing their existing team and they want to do it through outsourcing. And we had clients who were looking into penetrating new markets, for example, so grow on a global scale or just scaling your your product or your services portfolio or even pivoting into something or getting more technical support, some uh, businesses that didn't have social media or e-commerce or anything of the sort, and they want to get more from those new technologies. But I would say that especially when you're trying to scale and you want a solution that is very agile and very flexible, that allows you to, to do so and outsourcing And freelancing is actually a great, great way for businesses to to do it.
1: So share the benefits that you have seen so far based on your client profile of having a team of freelancer versus a team of employees, especially during the scaling phase of a business.
0: With freelancing teams, what you can do is you grow your team according to your demand. So if you want to scale up you have a solution that is completely fitted and elastic almost to fit all of the gaps within your organization. You can access high quality of work, skills, expertise that are not limited to geography of your business or your company. And you can gain access to people from more diverse backgrounds, which is always a plus and very enriching for the experience of the company, designing products that are more inclusive and so on. And at the same time, you're still able to access local knowledge. So it's like, you know, think globally and locally at the same time. So imagine that you want to enter a new market, and this is actually a case for one of our clients. If you want to enter a new market and you need people who understand the culture, who are based in a specific country, who speak the language, but you don't want to go through the edict or all of the legal procedures or opening a branch in that country. So freelancers are a great way for you to do that, to be able to tap into local talent and access that knowledge without having to have contracts in a specific country that are completely different than you, having a legal team to support you doing that and so on. You also don't need to hire people to, you know, become a manager or a supervisor to freelancers. You basically set up the goals and milestones and you pay for the project and for the work that you are getting with less, less risk associated, especially in our case, because you have verified freelancers. The rates are agreed beforehand. So, you know, no surprises there. Of course, there are ways that you will motivate these people, but it's not something uh, that you need to constantly worry about every day because freelancers are self motivated people who manage their own time in order to just focus on the delivery of the project or what they have agreed on uh, doing for your company. And usually faster deliveries as well and faster onboarding overall. So if time is money, um, then with freelancers, you can uh, save a lot on that. And you can scale up and down at the same time. So again, very elastic according to the scaling phase of your business. If you want to complete a specific project within a specific timeframe, you just hire a freelancer to complete that service. You can access services that you won't be needing people to work on every day, and you don't have to worry about providing a constant backlog of work as you will do to your permanent employees. Maybe that's not how your business works, or at least not for some areas or some departments. Maybe you want to be able to assign projects and have them completed, and then whenever there's a need again, you will uh, tap into that service as well. Now, just wanted to add that this is I would say the overall experience in hiring freelancers and working with teams of freelancers. But then you have the other side, which is using a platform to do so. And that's actually, it can cover even more of your business needs when scaling. So first of all, it's the security and the safety of having a talented global pool of individuals who are just across the globe. So again, you're not limited to the geography, but you can do so in record time because the Freelancers are already there and they're ready to jump on a project with you. So record time in finding people for your projects and you get one standard contract and one NDA to secure your business. For example, you, Christina, that I'm sure you work with sensitive financial information. Your data will be secured through, through the non disclosure agreements and you don't have to worry about having one contract for each location or for different different geographies that you want to to work on, which is especially important if you want to scale your business and your business to other markets. You also automate the entire process, so you don't have to to worry about what am I going to do for finding the freelancers? Okay, I found them. What am I going to do to hire the freelancers? Do I need another solution? No. So from A to Z, you can you know have it all in one platform, centralized information. From browsing the talent to hiring and concluding the project to the payroll all in one place. And while you focus on your organization's mission, and in our case, it's very purposeful missions that we aim to support, we focus on finding you the best match for your company. So you just need to post a job and then we'll do all of the, all of the rest for you.
1: The other thing that I'm curious about, once the match happened, the freelancer started working with the business. What is the process of quality control in the back end of work for impact
0: Actually, we have a time tracking app that is built within the platform. It will ensure that the freelancers have logged the hours that they have actually worked on your project within the platform. So then you can extract records of it. And it also has the screenshots of the work that they have been doing during those hours, which are done at random. Through that, you can access that app on uh, your own dashboard and see what they have been working on, how many hours, and you can extract also those records for your financial department to then work on the financial side of it.
1: Now, what about if there is a complaint in terms of the work that has been done by the freelancer?
0: Do they go through work for impact? All of the payments before they are released from you, They are approved by you. So once you approve the work, the payment is released to the freelancer. So that's one of the systems that we have in place to ensure that you are happy with the quality of the work. And in case there is actually some issue either on the client side or the freelancer, we have also a module that's called disputes, where you can submit a claim. You can always contact our team, our customer support team with anything, but we do have a formal Disputes module within our platform for people to submit. I'm happy also to report that during those two years of existence um, so far, we have zero disputes. So that's quite a good sign. That's that's <laughs> awesome, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know when you go to the nuclear plant and it says how many accidents you had. Yeah, and, and it for is now zero? it's zero. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I love the fact that you have a module over there where there is dispute. I don't think there. In other platforms that I have used, they have that type of module where you can create a dispute and you can create a dispute sometimes, but there is no resolution. How is that? Mm -hmm. So I think it's really critical. It's super, super critical to have that.
0: I also agree. What we always try to do is be very ethical and very transparent throughout the entire process. And that's why we do try uh, our best always to do to prevent any of those things from happening, which is why we have the skills verification. You can, you know, send specific questions that you want them to uh, answer to. Sometimes there's a, a pre-assignment that is requested just to to prove quality of work. And I think all of those steps that you can ensure that you get the best talent and also to ensure that the freelancer, whoever they might be or wherever they might be, gets the chance to prove they can perfectly Work for a company in North America or somewhere else where the standard is higher because they do have that talent and they do have those skills. So it's always it's also a great chance to to prove the case that we are making here.
1: Having a process that work for impact can help to take the burden off the founder's shoulders so they can focus on growing the business. I think that is super important. So the fact that you have a bespoke a service side of the business. That helps the hiring process, helping with the job description, helping the match, and then also making sure the freelancers have the skill set the founder needs. I think that is really taking off the human resources and the admin burden off the founder's shoulders.
0: Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. It's exactly what we want to be for the founders and uh, for the CEOs of any purposeful business. It's basically... Outsourcing their h r to us, and uh, we will take that from from them
1: based on all your experience, what are the top five outsourcing rules that scale up founders need to do before they go out there and outsource talent and then use work for Impact to look for their talent?
0: I would say that the first rule, as anything business related, is to know what you want to achieve, so having a clear strategy, set up your goals and knowing what success will look like. So I think if you have a roadmap of knowing exactly what it is that you want to become in terms of your organization or where you want to take it, it's very, very important and it will always be the starting point. Then, and since we're talking about outsourcing, define what it is that you are looking for. What is the skill set? What is the size that your outsourcing team is going to have? What are the roles that you are going to have within that team? What will each one of them be responsible for in terms of being aligned with the goals that you have set for yourself and for your organization. And then third, I would say knowing what your budget is for outsourcing team, having it a very clear um, spending possibility that is in line with their company uh, that is sustainable for your organization, but is also consistent with the people that you want to hire in terms of profile and expertise, right? Because, of course, we want the best in the world, and uh, a great team to help us with a comfortable size. But sometimes we don't have the budget for it. Or sometimes the budget that we have, instead of hiring a team of five freelancers, will we'll only be able to manage maybe three senior ones instead of five junior ones. So there's always a balance between expectations and the budget that you actually have available. Of course, that you want to put that money back in the company and the team will help you do so, but at the same time, be very sustainable because it also gives you the flexibility to grow in the future. Fourth, I would say define beforehand how you will measure success. So once you know what to achieve, you have defined the people that you are looking for, you know, the budget that you have to spend with that team, what will success look like and how are you going to measure during the progress of having that team with you. So that's very important. Knowing the channels of communication, how they will report back to you, what those reports will let you know in terms of being on track with your goals or not, what will the deliverables be for that team and how are you able to provide them feedback? Because remember this is when you are outsourcing a team, it may feel like something that is different, right? But it doesn't have to. And if there's something that the pandemic proved to us is that it's perfectly possible to work with remote teams successfully, no matter where they are. But it's always important to define exactly, you know, how you're going to track that progress, how you're going to report back and forth and provide feedback so that you are able to evolve and stay on track with your goals. If I would have to pick a last one, be very careful when you are evaluating the people that you want to work with. So now that you want you know what you want to achieve, what you are looking for, the budget, and how you will measure it, know exactly how you are going to evaluate the profiles that you are receiving. And again, that's something that we can help you with. By centralizing all the information in one place and uh, being able to do pre-screening of matching of profiles, because sometimes people think, okay, I'm outsourcing because I don't have a budget to have full-time employees at the moment, and so they will look for the lowest bid. And we've worked, as you also had experience in the past, you know that that's not the way to go. It's very important for us, and again, it's perfectly in tune with what we're trying to achieve. It's that the people are also a culture fit. So even if they're not the lowest bid and their skill sets can be comparable to other candidates. To have someone who is truly aligned with the purpose of your business and your organization will make the relationship much more successful on the long term and the project that you are trying to achieve also. Pick someone that uh, you can relate to, that you can communicate clearly with, that can get along with your employees and be values aligned and become a referral for you, if you want to recommend a freelancer in the future, but also someone who would be very, very proud of putting Profit Reimagined in their profile as part of their uh, client's uh, successes, you know. Absolutely,
1: I think that is really important. Are there certain type of roles
0: that suitable to be outsourced? That is a great question. I'm not sure if there aren't roles that cannot be filled by freelancers, actually, I would say that sometimes we think that a freelancer is just a person, okay, I need uh, an ad done, and I need a videographer, or I need a website. So I'm going to hire someone to do the website, start and finish and uh, move on. That hasn't been my experience. We've had also several clients that have grown their teams, you know, they've uh, went into new markets We have a clients from North America who is now coming to Europe and they're setting up their operations in France. And so they're looking for people in France to grow their operations, provide customer support and so on from different areas of expertise, different departments, building local teams. That's why I think that freelancing, sometimes we think that it's very strictly for something that is temporary, but that hasn't been our experience, actually. What would be your advice for businesses to build a successful long-term relationship? I think that listening to people is a big part of it. And uh, especially when you are working with freelancers, it can be very, very important to do so because they have all this amazing knowledge. They have, uh, some of them have really vast experiences that you can actually learn from. They have seen the inside of so many different companies from so many different industries that they can actually be a very valuable asset for you in terms of knowledge. So taking time to listen to them, making them feel part of the organization and part of the team and the colleagues, especially if they come from different backgrounds. You know, we all have so much to learn from each other. And as an employer, always being fair, being transparent and being inclusive, creating open channels of communication, provide feedback and ask for feedback to to the freelancers. If they are in a platform like ours, you can write them a positive review after the conclusion of a project and, uh, you know, you can write them a referral. If you were, wish to work with the freelancers more in the long run, then I think it's important for them to be part of the team culture and to be very engaged on building that culture with their colleagues, providing visibility to other departments when they come into projects to collaborate with different teams, including them in any activities that you may carry on with your team. Because I think in the end, we're all human, right? And we're always craving that connection. I think the pandemic proved that more than anything that we really do. And when you're connected with talent that is truly passionate about your purpose and your business purpose, there's sort of a natural alignment that you can feel. So they're not just working for a paycheck. They're not just there to fill in those hours that you've hired them for. They're actually trying to make a positive impact in the world together with you. And I think that goes a long way.
1: And then I absolutely agree with that. And personally, that's what I'm looking for. I'm really looking for someone who is excited to be part of a team instead of just a freelancer that is doing a short-term project. I'm not looking for a short-term project. I'm looking for a relationship. I'm looking for a team member that is willing to contribute to the growth of Profit Reimagined. I completely agree. And I think communication is very, very important. Communication is two ways. The person needs to listen and then the founders needs to also take the time to know the person and listen to what they're saying. And the same thing with the freelancer. It cannot be one ways. Again, what I found is that certain culture is very reserved because just came from a third world country myself, I know my culture is very reserved. We don't want to speak up. Even when it's boiling inside you and then you have something to say, they don't want to say it. And I think working with a freelancer from a different culture and a different country is very important to have empathy, to encourage them to speak up. Because if you don't, I think it's a one-way communication instead of a two-way communication. Yeah, I think it's really super important on that. Uh, One last question for you. You mentioned about budget now for freelancer. How can founders basically have a proper budget or set up a proper budget to pay the freelancer while making sure they are providing a living wage for those freelancer in the third world countries? Because, as a purpose driven business for myself, especially, I don't want to be seen that I'm taking advantage of the lower wage in other countries, right? I want to make sure that I am providing living wage, fair living wage to them. But I'm curious how work for impact help the founders to see this.
0: I think that one of the main advantages of how our model works is that actually freelancers they can display the hourly rate of, um, that they wish to receive for the jobs. So firstly, you will see, uh, in their profiles, if they are sharing that information, what it is, uh, the expected hourly rate when working with them. They are the ones, you know, setting their own value. So I think that's very important, very empowering. Either they are from a low income country or not, they are telling you what it is that they expect to, to earn. And the other aspect of it is, When you post a job, the process goes, you have set up a budget in in your job post, but actually the freelancer, when they are submitting the proposals to you, they will let you know the hourly rates for that uh, specific job, right? Because imagine that I'm a freelancer and I tell you, look, Christina, I earn in in, my profile, I earn as much, but this job that you set with this sort of requirements, the specific Aspect of it, the hour, hourly rate would actually be this. It can be lower or it can be higher depending on the job. If my skill set completely matches it or, you know, if it's actually something, a small part of what it is that I'm able to do, then the freelancers will, will adjust that rate accordingly. So they are the ones telling you how much they expect to learn on a base, on a basis. And then they will tell you when they are doing the proposal for a job, how much they expect to receive for that specific work, uh, for that specific job that you just posted. And for the founder side, I would say that one of the advantages of using such a platform is you can actually do a sort of market research, right? Even before you post a job, you can search for profiles that match what it is that you are looking for and see the hourly rate that is usually set by the freelancers for that kind of job. Of course, then it will depend on the skills that you need, the level of expertise. And uh, you can set all of those filters in the platform and you can sort of find a ballpark for having a reference for your own job. I think when you are coming up with a budget, the main things that you need to have in mind are the scope of the project and the specific needs. Then considering the market and with this, a platform is something that can be very helpful for you. And consider also the level of expertise you need, you know, because even, for example, a web developer, you can have from junior to senior and the values are very, very different from one to the other. So maybe, you know, you can adjust that in order to match the budgets that you have for your company. Then you can choose between a fixed project or an hourly rate. And that can give you also uh, some flexibility in terms of budget and according to what it is that you're trying to achieve in terms of the, the project needs.
1: So Rita, is there anything you want to share with the audience that I haven't asked you yet?
0: Yes, actually, I think that another thing that makes us very, very different from other platforms is the big picture aspect. So a job is not just just a job, and a freelancer is not just a freelancer. We're all trying to make the world a better place by multiplying our positive impact. And when you are working, uh, we work for impact. Besides promoting employability in low-income countries, and being able to advance your own mission by hiring freelancers to support your projects. We also multiply the positive impact that other organizations, B Corps or not-for-profits, are trying to achieve in the world. We actually donate 6% of our revenue. and That's not profit margin. I know, (laughs) Christina, this is... 6%. Yeah, Yeah. I know. And this makes your finance brain go. (laughs) (laughs) It's not of the profit margin, it's of our actual revenue, the selected charities and also through our in-house corporate social responsibility program called Pathways. So I encourage you all to learn more about us, our background, who we are, our mission and uh, the multiple ways that we're trying to do good, good in the world. And hopefully we'll be able to support you, your business and be able to provide very good solution for your mission.
1: As a business who is about to submit the B-Corp certification and went through the B-Impact assessment, I know the 5% uh, standard is actually one of the points that B-Impact assessment suggested. So kudos to you for (laughs) making that happen. So Rita, I'm curious, how does work for Impact structure the pricing for the freelancer side as well as the business
0: side? Actually, in terms of, you know, creating a profile, posting a job, all of that is completely free for clients to do so. So you can create your company profile and you can post your first job with us with not really, you know, um, any um, payment having to go through or any subscription, no surprises there, no hidden fees. Once you hire the freelancer and the contract starts and the contract starts through our platform, there will be a fee of 4% on the client side to cover for the process that we do for payments mostly. All of this is very transparent. Clients can see this on their profile and they can also see it on our website where we explain how the fees work. On the freelancer side, there is a 10% fee that's charged on the transactions. And then as they log more and more hours with us, the transaction percentage that is charged on our side um, goes lower. For example, for 5% or all the way up uh, to zero. If you're a super freelancer with uh, thousands of hours uh, recorded through our platform. Basically, the businesses only pay 4%. That's exactly it. Yes. They pay 4% on top of uh, the transactions that they are um, making through. Our platform as part of the contracts. Wow,
1: <laughs> that is really amazing. With all the bespoke uh, services that you also provide to the businesses side,
0: we'll also have different solutions, especially focused on businesses. You know where you can manage uh, larger teams or can have access to more features in our platform. We are going to launch this in a couple of weeks, and those will indeed have a fixed subscription fee, but there will be a trial period for companies to to be on board this first. And we believe that these are actually solutions that companies will be very, very happy to pay for because it will take, as we were talking about, the load from founders and from especially small businesses that are trying to scale their teams, but they don't even have the capacity right now to go through the hiring process as they would want to. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, as part of of that uh, experience that we had, uh, we want to be able to to help them and we created these packages that we will soon be launching as well.
1: Do you have those packages and then do you want to
0: share that with my audience? We don't have them set yet. I will make sure that they will be up in our website and all of our platforms to communicate with you and your audience as well.
1: Rita, where can my audience find Work for Impact and how can they reach out? So you can find us through
0: our website, www.workforimpact.com. You can contact us or get in touch with us, follow us on uh, our social media platforms. All of our profiles are under uh, Work for Impact. And you can get in touch with us through uh, our team that's on our chats, or on our website, or you can just email me anytime at rita.rodriguez, with an S, madam Z, at workforimpact.com.
1: Thank you so much, Rita.
0: <laughs> You're welcome. Thank you so much, Christina. Appreciate it. Love talking to you.
1: And that's brings us to the end of another episode. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Her CEO Journey, the business finance podcast for mission-driven women entrepreneurs. When you are ready to grow to the next level and seeking a finance team and a fractional CFO who are all in on your mission and can help you maximize profit to make a bigger social impact, Connect with us at theprofitreimagine.com forward slash let's chat.